Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is our 332nd episode being recorded on January 14th, 2015. Is that right? You're correct. All right, I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm 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 Jeremy Hellstrom, still on the 14th. All right. I'm Josh Walrath. And I'm Alan Malmanzano. And uh, this is Alexa. She is uh, the first uh, full-time PC Perspective host. Alexa, stop. Alexa, (laughs) thank you. Alexa, stop. She listens very well. Um, This is the like the old days with Colleen. This is the this is the Amazon Echo that's sitting here with us. Uh, if we have any questions during the show, we'll be sure to ask her. She's full of information. Like um, uh, Alexa, how many people live in Canada? The population of Canada is about thirty-five million seven hundred thousand. There you go. See, Jeremy. Now you've got lot. You know, you've got lots of friends up there and stuff. So it should be. It's true. It should be pretty good. So um, Ken is Ken is unwinding something. He's he's apparently he's giving up his microphone. In service of uh, oh. Alexa, so there we go. Now she's okay. Now she's mic'd up. Okay, Alexa, stop looking at me like that. Um, we'll have a video of uh, of this Amazon Echo up on the site soon <laughs> as well. We recorded one. Uh, yeah, whatever. You can see what what all happens in that video there. Uh, welcome to the piece. So, of so po- why yeah. why did you get an Alexa? I don't know. I, I don't. It was ninety nine dollars. <laughs> and it, it was on sale. I had to buy it, and it was it was like almost half the price of the normal. Think people. how much money I saved by buying this. Now I can do. Now I can say things like, like I already demoed all the features that it did. Actually, it, uh, uh, Alexa, play six thirty WLAP news radio six thirty WLAP from iHeartRadio. So she plays radio stations for me. You know, the News, things. Radio yeah, no, I got it already. She's not very good at this. Not available. Oh, oh. the yeah. channel is down. Fantastic. Must be a sporting event on or something. Um, I don't. I don't know. It's just this thing you got to buy to see if it works and see if it changes my life. Uh, so far, it has changed our podcast. At the very least, I paid less for it than I do for any other person on this podcast. Uh, office dynamic is a little weird now. <laughs> <laughs> She plays podcasts for me. Um, she gets coffee. So Ryan took her out for lunch, not you, Al? Yeah, basically. That's right. That's wow. right. Uh, it's, it was really awkward, though, because she doesn't have a battery. She requires AC yeah. connection. So um, she wouldn't talk back. So she was not talking to me at all through lunch. So she, she, she only there. goes one way. That's right. She does. Yep. She does. Uh, so we record the show live on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, at pcper.com slash live. However, if you want to uh, uh, join us in the fun and you sometimes you're like, man, I keep forgetting to go to pcper.com slash live at the appropriate times, you should go to pcper.com slash subscribe. And if you there, if you go there, you said give us your name, your email address, uh, and we will uh, send you emails when we do live events. Now, I can't say too much about it yet, but if you sign up for this form, you will get at least two emails next week. One for the PC Perspective podcast on Wednesday at 10 p.m., blah, 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 whatever. And then there will be one for Thursday as well. There will be a live event Thursday that will include many prizes to be given away of the GPU variety. So if you like free things and you don't want to forget about the chance to win free things. I wonder which type GPU. Just, you know, the ones that play games. Oh, just those? Yeah. Okay. 
So uh, we'll have GPUs uh, that will be given away. We'll have a guest here that will not be Alan. They'll be giving away lots of I'll video to, cards. I'll have to give up the chair. I've been promised a lot of video cards to give away. Sweet. So uh, I, I think that'll be probably in the noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time frame on Thursday. But uh, once I, I'll find out for sure tomorrow, and I'll make sure I put it on the schedule. So you want to sign up for that mailing list at pcpro.com slash subscribe if you haven't already. But let's jump into crap that happened. So we didn't have a whole lot of reviews go up on the site this week. Um, it was after CES. There was a slow period. Uh, we, were, we were all napping profusely um, throughout the day, especially Josh. I heard he just basically slept through from winter. the time he got home. Yeah, through winter. Till now. Till now. Yeah. Um, first things up, but like Maury posted a review of the ECS Z97 machine motherboard. Machine. Which ECS, no gank, no gank hmm. no machine, just machine. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't, I properly don't know the reason, but it does have uh, this odd model numbering here on the, uh, on the uh, uh, heatsink thing here. L337? I don't really get it, guys. Uh, it's so lead of them. L337. I don't know what that is. Yeah. That was our, that was our room number uh, the first day of CES. It was. Yeah, I had one extra yeah. one. Yeah. Go ahead, Josh. I, 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 I have nothing to say. Okay, then don't go ahead. Um, so this is yeah. a Z97 motherboard. It's a relatively low-cost board, 139 bucks. It's pretty cheap. That's fairly low-cost. It's got yeah. a pretty good feature set for that. Um, Mori uh, talks about the board has a six-phase digital power delivery system, high-efficient IC chokes, MOSFETs at 90%, uh, Nichicon source aluminum caps for a optimal board performance. You know, and you see it does have this VGA port, though, which is a little... You know, it's like, you know. It's where the PCB is curved in that picture. No, it it's is, not. It is a little. That is curved. Yeah, just a wee bit. Yeah, it is no, a little. No. Just, They're all curved. It's just their picture. It's okay if they lean a little to the left. Everybody's a little different. Yeah, now. I guess. Um, and well, also I mean, that PS2 you know, port. VGA port. I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It also yeah, has This a, is after Mori put I mean, the I mean, seven-pound heat sink on it. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> but it has DVI and HDMI there, right? Like... Isn't that HDMI yes. in the middle? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's got enough connections. So it's yeah, got, yeah. you know, it's like an extra connection. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, it is SLI and Crossfire ready. You know, all the same stuff you would expect out of, out of boards, out of a uh, Z97 board at this point in time. If you see the, you, you know, you've got four USB 2.0 ports on the back. That's okay. You've got um, a gigabit Ethernet port. It is not, oh, it is an Intel base. Actually, an Intel i218V gigabit NIC on there, so that's nice. Uh, the board layout includes only two full-length PCI Express slots and then one, two, three by one PCIe slots, and that's it. That's, hmm. It's kind of it's kind of a little bit uh, bare bones there, but I think for most people, that's all you're going to need, if even that. Yeah. Uh, and it leaves plenty of room for the full-length M.2 slot here. And, you know, they've kind of, it kind of doesn't crowd up the board on the bottom if you look at it that way. Um, you know, you've got your power reset, your audio, your LED posts, uh, lights, and that type of stuff there. It's, it's, uh, it's decent. Like, you know, it's okay. I, I, it's kind of like uh, an interesting mix between those boards that have too many PCI Express slots and then micro ATX. I do appreciate that they gave you a, a gap. So you have the primary PCI slot, and then there's a gap of one slot before they give you the buy one. Right. Yep. Well, so that's that where way, they put the uh, battery. So yeah. Well, yes, yes, just for that battery, <laughs> just for more. But that way, so if you have a dual slot GPU in there, you can you still actually, have access to you know, that. To you that can actually one. plug something in, like yeah. whatever. But you it cannot is. access the CMOS battery. Trust me, that's in the list of negatives oh. on the last page. Because uh, you have to the remove board. the GPU to get to, get to, get to the CMOS battery. You do. You I do. think every ten years, 
I'm okay doing that. Um, Whatever, man. You know. You don't know how Maury lives. I mean, he's replacing those batteries on a weekly basis. No risks. So, so, so no I, I just, risks. I just recently unwater cooled that case that yeah. I have owned for eight years. Right? Yeah, we know. I have all owned about a it. case for eight years. We know all about it. It has gone through several motherboards. I'm well aware. And not that many. A couple. It's two. It's gone through a couple. Two. So it was water cooling and it involved plumbing and stuff. Not anymore. I I unwater cooled it. But let's put this here. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no. Um, it fits large heat sinks. It, you know, it's 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 a decent board. Uh, I would say if you're looking for some of something that's a little bit lower cost but still has decent feature set, um, this is definitely a, a board worth looking at. The ECS Z97 machine. It does not have the um, uh, what was that that little plate that blocked the dust? What did what was that? Uh, dust shield. Dust shield. Dust shield. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Dust Amazon, field. when he wrote this, had it for 111 for that huh. board as well. So uh, good performance, good overclocking, board layout design he liked, price is good, uh, but weakness is CMOS battery inaccessible with PCI video cards. Oh. Only four SATA 3 ports. That could be and no issue. sex ports. No, no, no SATA Express. Missing with one minus S. More dots. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's an okay board. It's not a fantastic board, but for, I think for the price... More seemed more seemed to like it for what it was. Uh, but let's talk about this. How about this? The Corsair Carbide 300R Titanium Edition, which I think really just means, uh, well, no, it says cosmetic and functional changes with the addition of a titanium look brushed aluminum front panel and three-speed fan control switch. So there are a couple of changes there from your from the first 300R we saw. Uh, these are from Corsair, obviously. Um, very similar to what we know. We've talked about the 300R before. Um, but here is, you know, here's a system build with it. It actually, it's, I mean, this is what you do with these types of cases now, yep, right? Nice if you've got one case. video card and one SSD and, a, you know, nothing else, essentially, that's super clean looking. Yep. That's, that, like, used to be, you know, you go back 10 years, that shit would win QuakeCon mod contests. Oh, wait a minute. What motherboard is that? That's a, a saber tooth. Oh, okay, okay. So that, that, you know, which covering... looks really funny when it's just a motherboard sitting alone, but you yeah. put it in the case, and I went and that actually kind of looks nice. Yeah, it like camouflages itself in that case. Yeah, right. It looks You're like right. just the the RAM is just like floating. Did you guys? <laughs> did we show pictures? I guess we didn't show pictures on the other podcasts because we were doing them from CS. But the right. the white camo uh, motherboard that ASUS was showing. Uh-huh. Which one was that? Was it Z ninety seven? Mark S. It was really, really cool looking. Like it had like a white snow yeah. um, white camo with white PCB, but the white PCB was mostly covered up by the armor that was that like the same kind of armor on the saber tooth, but that armor was painted with like a white camo pattern. I thought that was pretty cool looking. Uh, and then the front panel has this titanium finish as well. So those are kind of the primary um, differences. We don't need to look through the boxes. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, it adds a nice little touch there. Um, it's you know, yeah. it's not real titanium. I I hope I don't have to tell anybody uh, that. No, not at ninety bucks. Yeah, and this is your fan control switch there too. So it's just got a real simple, um, what is a three stage fan controller there, uh, but a, a very nice design as well. And how you said it was ninety dollars. Yeah, MSRP Jeremy? is about a hundred, but uh, it's been seen for ninety bucks or so. And well, it does have one of your pet peeves that you can see right there. The uh, oh, yeah. autumn filter. It's attached with magnets. 
So oh. you can actually get at it. You don't have it to slide it out. Particularly accessible. Uh, okay, that's a plus. I will. Yeah, yeah. that's that's definitely a plus. Because that was one of the things I looked at. And I went, oh, rear filter, really on the bottom. Yeah. Didn't they make but a song about that? Filter <laughs> sticks to magnets. No. I, I I don't I don't catch the reference. How does that work? <sighs> you don't remember <laughs> lobster sticks to magnets? Yes. You get a lobster and you get a magnet. Honestly? No, honestly. How, how long uh, have you been on the internet? The people we hang out with, Josh. I have been on the internet for many years. There's this, there's this website <clears throat> called uh, Goatsy. Oh, yeah. Will you stop mentioning that, <laughs> that somebody's going to look that up and they're going to be pissed at us. And I'm going to give them your address at home. <laughs> I hope somebody's still paying for that, Earl. Uh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it's on Hover for $12 a month. I don't know. Um <laughs> but uh, Lee really liked this case. The only weaknesses were, you know, some minor things. No hot swap three and a half inch hard drive base. Not really that big a deal. Um, and no side window option if you happen to like that. But everything else was a was a plus there. Lots of tool free additions uh, included. One forty millimeter intake and one twenty millimeter exhaust fans. Pretty nice. And uh, yeah, yeah, as low as ninety dollars. So. Pretty nice little setup. We'll have we'll have more stories up next week for sure. Um, I'm sure Alan's got lots of stuff cooked up. Josh, you've got lots of stuff cooked up, right? Oh um, yeah, yeah, lots. <laughs> All right. Um, so we didn't do a podcast after the last day at CES because we were flying home. Yep. Um, but we got a couple of other things we want to discuss. From it, um, I believe during the week we actually did talk about the ASUS MG279Q uh, board or board ugh, monitor. Yeah, that was the 120 hertz, not G-Sync. It was 120 hertz, 27 inch IPS, 25 by 14, not FreeSync, not G-Sync. It was in this weird middle ground of so it's a swift but it's ips and not g-sync it's not a swift it's not it's not branded a swift it no, actually has it. a different but yeah but like the rog swift which is that other same panel size display panel size but this one's ips even right right so it's 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 a it's a new panel it's for for asus right mm-hmm. it's it's new for them um but it's supported dp 1.2a plus and we posited we thought we thought uh you know chances are this one should support uh anything that has adaptive sync support like FreeSync. um well, as the week went on, we actually kind of solidified some information here. One is that AMD's Robert Halleck, who we've had on, on our show several times, we've done game streams with him, um, did say that AMD will definitely 100% not have a whitelist, blacklist policy for displays, which mm-hmm. is what NVIDIA has today with G-Sync. I mean, there's hardware reasons why they have a whitelist or a blacklist, yeah. but they have one, um, that AMD will not have that for FreeSync. And as long as a monitor adheres to the standards of D- DisplayPort 1.2a+, then they will operate in the variable refresh rate window as defined by the display's EDID, the EDID, Extended Display yep. Information. So whatever the display tells it it can, it'll right. do. So interesting thing then. Well, okay, if this one does support it, then why wouldn't it be a FreeSync monitor? Right. Okay. There is apparently going to be a certification process for FreeSync, which also I have been guaranteed will not be for a fee. Okay. Right. So ASUS would not be charged money to submit this monitor to be certified. So then again, why wouldn't they go through the process with this? Seems I don't really like know. the perfect monitor. I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a very legitimate question. I don't know the answer to it. Hmm. Um, so can I ask you one question? You can ask me all. Did the you questions. actually see this monitor? Yeah. 
at CES. Where at? Uh, we went back to the Asus uh, suite oh, okay. the next day. So they actually dragged it out of the, the buyer's hands. Correct. Yep, we got to see it, it, and I saw it okay. playing in that picture on the site. It's it's doing nice. Unigen Heaven at 40-something frames per second. Uh, and, yeah, no tearing. Nice. So, I mean, it works. It worked. Yep. Um, now, what's interesting is, you know, this is this – is, it's an interesting discussion because now you get the G-Sync versus FreeSync, and why isn't this FreeSync? Could it be a G-Sync monitor? It does not have a G-Sync module in it. Right. Right. But the possibility would be there that if NVIDIA wanted to be like the good guy and could certify this to work with their products. But I don't think it would give you the same experience. It wouldn't as a G-Sync monitor. Right. Right. But it would, if like, it would be as good, NVIDIA could make it as good of experience on their hardware as AMD could make it on their hardware. True. Right. But that experience is not as good as a G-Sync or would not be as Maybe. good. Maybe. We don't know. Theoretically. We had this discussion already. Yeah, you yeah. don't know. I don't know for sure. I th- I think that will be the case too. Right. Um, but e- even then, some is better than none. Sure, sure, sure. But NVIDIA is more along the lines of uh, all or nothing, right? Yeah. It needs to be, in their opinion, perfect or they're not going to do it. Yep. Right, and that's that's how they brand it. You know, that's how they brand G Sync. That's how they brand SLI. That's how they brand 3D Vision. And you can take that for what you will. Yeah, yeah. 3D Vision's not perfect in all of its implementations, and SLI is not perfect in all of its implementations. Yet they still are the technologies that exist. Um, now, why, as for why it's not FreeSync, I don't know if that's more of a you know, hey, look, Nvidia is a real big partner of Asus's. They were the first to have G Sync monitors. They're the first to promote these newer versions of G Sync uh, monitors. Maybe we don't want to do that. Maybe we don't want to offer a free sync monitor. Yeah. For political reasons. And I think that's probably the most likely. Or just politely not calling it a free sync monitor. Yeah. But it can't well, be. It's it. not like the there's been a standard desi- or decided on yet. So it could well be that Asus is saying, you know, we got crap loads of money, we sell a lot of monitors. Who's to say we can't come up with something that will be compatible? But we don't necessarily have to brand with anything other than our own brand. I think uh, I think Asus would love to have a monitor that works with both. Yeah. Um, do you know what, well, you know yeah. what I think the issue is? I do not, actually. I think Johnny Shee shot it down because every monitor that Asus was going to produce with FreeSync actually ended in 87 and that not might be a thing. 99. He just could not announce it. <sighs> You try to say 487 in an expressive way. It just doesn't work on stage. 487! Yeah, you could do it. I don't think you're giving him enough, Thank you. enough credit. Uh, also, uh, new information that I got from Asus at that second visit was that this monitor will be $599. Yeah. So it'll be 27-inch, 25 by 14, IPS. And a couple hundred dollars cheaper. $200 cheaper than the ROG Swift. Yeah. So that's you're getting better glass, which is 144 hertz, but TN yeah. and G-Sync. So now you kind of it almost by default, it's putting pressure on Nvidia and Asus itself. Like, hey, why is that ROG Swift 799? If you're saying this monitor is going to be uh, 599, <laughs> have better quality in the next two months and be a better quality panel. Yeah, right. It doesn't have the same. It doesn't have the G-Sync module in it, it and it doesn't go 144 support. But I would give up, you know, dropping to you, you would You would give up the 24 hertz at the top for IPS. Absolutely. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, and apparently, the they didn't have a finalized minimum refresh on this, but they're saying they they guessed forty. Yeah, forty to one. Probably like thirty or forty. Yeah, generally. In IPS, it's probably going to be a little bit higher. Probably, but so that that's yeah, it the, gets dimmer faster. That's the drama around this display, yeah. and um, or maybe brighter. Maybe next week we'll talk no, about dimmer. it more. Maybe. Maybe next week we'll talk about it more. All right, on to the next. Wait, did I do that right? Yeah. Yeah. On to the next one. That says Corsair, but it's supposed to be crucial. MX two hundred BX one hundred. The show we have, a, we have a slight. We have a slight error on our uh, on our uh, rundown here. Mike, Micron's going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but crucial launches uh, some new stuff. So we did talk about this a little bit. Okay. We just didn't have like a news post up at the time. Uh, okay. But now there's like some pictures and slides to go with it. Um, but basically, uh, just as a quick recap, uh, what is that squeak? Anyway, yeah, that's, that's Ken. Um, MX200 <laughs> is like an MX100 kind of paired with an M600. Has, okay. Has that technology work and flipped yeah, down from we SLC. Did, we did talk about this. Yeah. MLC, okay. right? Um, which is concerns me a little because we weren't too thrilled with the M600 uh, when we tested it. It was kind of like we weren't really sure what speed it was in. We didn't think it knew what speed it was in. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm guessing Fantastic. they optimized the firmware a little bit. Uh, but the the real star to be, I think, is going to be the BX100, which is kind of sort of the new MX100, if you will. Um, this guy. Sure. Yeah. So did they skip over the FX and LX to go directly to BX? Uh, yeah, they just went straight to the BX. Um, so the cool part of that is it's using Silicon Motion Controller, not a Marvell. Uh, so the controller's cheaper. Um, guessing they're still going with the Micron Flash. So you have a cheaper controller, <laughs> guess. Micron Flash, right? Um, and that is supposed to give them a launching price, which is actually, uh, Ryan has up on the screen there. Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. For, for one terabyte. Yep, mm-hmm. and uh, it scales, yeah. and it still scales down evenly, even to a half a terabyte. And those are MSRP like launch prices. So two hundred bucks for half a terabyte. You, you know, know, there would be a lot of thank yous after those. Thank you. <laughs> thank What's, you. What time frame did they give for thank, uh, thank you. It sounded like uh, a couple months. Q one. All right, Q one's acceptable so, as long as it's. With the, you know, with Q1, yes. Not, I, not, free, I know sync, not free sync Q1. Not free sync um, Q1. Hell, not even G sync Q1. Not even G sync Q1. <laughs> Crucial Q1, which should be pretty close. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so there's that. Uh, we also swung by OCZ. Oh, right, right, right. We didn't talk about that one much. Um, but we saw a new controller from them. There's actually, uh, there's a link in the notes. Um, Jet Express. It's a weird name. No, but cool. that's that's going to be OCZ's uh, next generation controller that's coming. Uh, it's kind of going to apply to everything. It seems like they're just going to make it for you know it'll start out enterprise and then what are these things trickle down? Are these batteries? What, are what things? Are these caps? Yeah, that's that's an enterprise super grade uh, M.2 uh, okay. module mm, and then a couple super of super caps. <laughs> super caps. Well, OCZ were the guys oh. that did the super cap thing. Like first Vertex Two had oh, like okay. or Vertex Two Pro or whichever one that was. Um, so this is a 10 channel controller. It's been a while since we heard that, mm-hmm. right? Usually everybody does factor a two kind of thing, like sure. usually eight channels or four channels, right? 10 channel controller, which the last we heard of uh, one like that was, uh, the original Intel controller that was in all the way up to the SSD 320 or whatever, right? 
X twenty five. I start out in the X twenty five M. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, so ten channel controller is good, right? It's not quite the eighteen channel Intel PCI Express NVMe controller, right? But mm-hmm. ten higher than eight, at least you know you're able to saturate more flash simultaneously and get higher throughput. Gotcha. Like theoretically, right? Gotcha. Which is illegal in seven states. Yes, exactly. Um, so this controller is supposed to be uh, like a jack-of-all-trades sort of thing. Like they can configure it SATA, they can configure it PCI, right, HCI e. over PCI. They can configure it PCI NVMe. PCI. I don't yes. want any PCI SSDs. Just PCI. <laughs> 33 Sorry. megabytes yeah. per second. <laughs> yes. ISA 133 SSD. megabytes. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I, and when I say PCIe, that also applies to M.2, right? Because sure. M.2 is, yep. uh, for the right kind of keying on an M.2 port with a motherboard that supports it, you can have four lanes. Right now, everything is like PCIe 2.0, but the physical spec could support PCI Express 3.0. All right. It's just a matter of having you know the connections made and the chipset support and stuff like that. So... They're kind of like going as forward-looking as they possibly can with this guy, um, with this Jet Express controller. Uh, there's and they're a showing it. Shot there. Yeah, there's there's a pretty good shot there, and they're pretty. That that specific one was pretty long, but that's because they had like five chips that were um, what I'm saying. like two channels per chi- per package that they were uh, talking to there. Look, look so, at all that cache at the so, bottom. Yeah, there's lots of. No, that's actually another. Uh, it's another flash package. This one? That is not. That's that's oh, that's, sorry. that's, yeah, that's memory. That's the, that's mesmery. I was looking at the That's mesmery, as he says, yes. <laughs> yeah, mesmery. Uh, and then we also saw a little bit further down the Vector 180 in the flesh, even though we don't have a sample yet to test, but it's coming. Okay. We know it's coming because, well, they're showing it, right? Not much more to say, just, okay. but, you know, just basically a newer version of the Vector. Z-Drive 6000? Uh, there was Z-Drive 6000 there. That's, uh, that is that... Um, SSF thirty two eighty nine, I think, is the, or sorry, wow, eighty six thirty nine, close. Yeah, totally not close. <laughs> uh, they really need to come up with a name for that connector, but that's basically the um, SATA Plus. It's yeah, it's it's basically PCI Express over a SATA connector, hmm. uh, like SATA power and data right. connector. Why did Alexa think that I was saying? Mm. So SATA connector sounds like a Alexa, apparently. See? Oh, no. You just, no, I just said, said Alexa. Alexa. Dang. Just Bong. That thing. I'm muting Good. her now. All right. She's muted. She's yeah. She's anyway. pissed. She's red. She's going to be mad. Yeah. She gets angry at you when you, uh, this little fist shaking. Touch her. Yeah. Just like my wife. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we haven't tested one of those yet, but obviously, you know, that's that PMC Sierra controller. Uh, that they have. All right. I do feel like we have left her out of the discussion, so I'm going to I'm going to include her here. Uh, Alexa, how many square feet is the Las Vegas Convention Center? Hmm. I can't find the answer to the question I heard. Alexa, you idiot. Uh, what else would she know? Um uh, Alexa, how many people live in Las Vegas? The population of Las Vegas, Nevada is about 608,000. And during CES, about 150,000 more people come into that city. Huh? Thanks. See, she's now yeah. good hosting so far. That's yeah. smaller than I expected. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder how wide the city limits of Las Vegas are. <laughs> and well, they also, all... I mean, you know, like they've got Winchester and Paradise all around it. That's true. Paradise, like we were technically in it 
at yeah. one point, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying. It's true. I don't know what you're saying. Um, I mean, I, I, I did room with you, Ken, and Alan. That is like paradise. It is, is like paradise. Like paradise. Uh, Sebastian wrote up something as well from CES. The Deep Cool, Tristellar, and Pentower, mini ITX cases with outlandish designs. Jeremy, of these, which one do you prefer? Well, I mean, I, I gotta be honest. I kind of like the look of this thing. It, it's I do too. It really looks like you should mount a big cooling fan from an engine on the front of it. And that's the Tristellar. Let it run. Isn't that like from Legend of Zelda? It looks uh, like the Tristellar. That's Tristellar. Tri- Someone else pointed tri-force. out it looks yeah, exactly sorry. like a classic Viper from Battlestar oh, Galactica. Yeah. yeah, which it totally does now that it's been pointed at. So you can see here how it's built, like. Uh, here's your graphics card part. Here's your power supply. Here's like storage. Here's a water cooler down here. And many ITX motherboard must be behind uh, the video card, kind of in the downside. So it's it's bigger than maybe it looks up front. You know, try to remember that that's a USB port and give you some context yeah. there. Now I, I think this is going to be as popular as the Thermal Take Level Ten was. It was gorgeous, but. It, and it also had the same sort of modular design, but it really never caught on because it was immensely expensive. Yeah. Come on, that was from the BMW design group. Yes, it what was. <laughs> this one really and doesn't you know, BMW look... BMW is always known for their value pricing. This one yes. does not look fun to, to, to assemble. Uh, no. Like, it looks like it's going to have to, like, for this to work, it's going to have to have, uh, like, riser, like, ribbon cables. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're totally sliding those covers on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to try. The next one looks like that aborted Apple project. Well, it wasn't aborted. I mean, they're selling it. Yeah, they're selling it. Are they it. really? I was going to say which aborted Apple project. You mean project? abortion? <laughs> the one that looks like a garbage can. No, they're yeah. selling that. This is a much larger garbage can. Well, good for them. Because it has actual, like, like it's it's funny. Like, it, you can still see, like, its shape up here. But if you look inside, it's just like, well, there's a motherboard, and then there's a video card. And it's just like a compressed thing, and they just put a wrapper around it, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. But it is in a vertical orientation, the Pentower enclosure. Yep. Uh, and I, I'm guessing that you have to pull this out vertically to mount everything and then try and slide it in? I guess. I, th- I would think that's right. <laughs> what are we talking about again? <laughs> cases, Josh. Cases. Oh, cases. okay. Yeah. Well, casings. Yeah. Not lambskin, though. Those are from uh, Deep Cool is the brand there. So hopefully we can uh, get a hold of them. Send one of those to Sebastian and say, here, do one of your famous PC builds with this. Here, Sebastian, use this as a cookie cutter. <laughs> and even better, he can roll this one around too like the last one. That's yeah, true. there you go. Here, why don't you throw your vinyl all around this one and take pictures of it, Sebastian. <laughs> he doesn't listen to that. It sounds bad anyway. That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, Josh, you actually stopped by. Your last meeting was at Samsung. It you, was. You talked about their monitors and monitors, stuff. things. You know that was an amazingly um, crowded pavilion. Oh, I bet. Not as crowded as LG with their massive OLED <clears throat> units, which, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Mm. But anyway, I went and talked to Samsung. They have, uh, yeah, they have some interesting products. <clears throat> They have a really nice-looking IPS monitor that's in the 21 by 9. Uh, what, 36 by 1440? 3440 by 1440. Or, yeah. And uh, math is hard for me. Mm-hmm. Ratios, yeah. bad, yeah, I know. bad. Uh, but it's IPS and it's curved. And, you know, 
we've had this discussion before. We did. You know, do do you want to have a curved TV in your living room? And everybody that I pretty much talked to is like, no, it seems gimmicky. You've got multiple people watching one TV. So I've got my wife. I've got the freeloader who's, you know, staying with us for six months. I've got my two children who are kind of like two freeloaders who have been here for <laughs> far, far longer. And I can't and, afford uh, only, the entire I'm circle only one, of monitors to encompass me. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, only one person really gets to enjoy the full view of a curved screen unless your wife is sitting on your lap, which in certain circumstances you really don't want um, because it could lead to hernias and things like that. But anyway, um, don't tell her I said that. She doesn't watch the show, does she? Thank God. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, but when we're talking monitors, it makes more sense. You're one person, you're sitting behind a monitor, and it, they just kind of curves. And you've got some better peripheral vision going on with focus, easier to focus because you don't have to focus far away, but, you know, it just keeps one area of focus. And, and so it makes a lot of sense, and it looks nice. And when you put three of those together, it have a really, really nice surround-looking environment just that uh, feels pretty natural. Now, if you're a professional... And you're trying to draw a straight line, this might not be so good for you. <laughs> and so if you scroll down, That's true. they have really nice professional models. I think what the, uh, the UD970, it mm-hmm. seems like 970 is a pretty popular number hmm. around these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but again, this is you know, a professional IPS, 4K monitor. Uh, it comes calibrated out of the factory. So it's going to look pretty good. When coming to that, uh, it's got a really nifty solid stand that you could obviously in this picture you can go portrait mode quite easily. Yeah, it's a and uh, they're still. you know they're not too terrible expensive for being a professional style monitor. I think it's about fourteen hundred bucks. Has a bunch of inputs and and USB three hub and all those things in the back. Uh, so it's actually about the same price as that previous uh, what thirty four inch uh, twenty one by nine it's curved guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the curved guy. Uh, now, you did uh, check out the rear end of these curved monitors, right? Because the yeah. screenshot that you've got of the mounting looks proprietary in the middle of a VESA mount. No, no, it's it's totally uh, VESA compliant. It's 100 by okay, 100. Okay, so they do actually have a, a flat VESA mount on it. Yeah, I think it's... Well, you see what I'm pointing at there. there there's a, a something coming out of the middle of it to the... No, I, I think what it is, is it's kind of like the Dell ones. You press a button, and it unlatches, uh, and yep. that's the sunk-in visa mount underneath gotcha. that. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, I mean, if I, I think that uh, the side view picture, you can see actually the, the you know, 3x3 uh, three three mm-hmm. mounts there. Interesting. So, anyway. How, ma- how many are they sending me? None. So you failed at this meeting. Is what well, I think I, I thought, did. I it's thought up we were to you. You're the editor in chief. You're, you're, you're the guy with Josh the email addresses. Oh, they're sending them all to you, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Mm. Uh, so anyway, anything uh, in the ATIV, ATIV, or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. AT4? They have two new models. The uh, <laughs> what? ATIV nine. Is that correct? I don't know. No. What? The ATIV one seven curved, which is a. 29 inch, 27, no, 27 inch. inch curved monitor. It's only 1080p, which 
Kind of stinks, yeah, but not horrific. But it's an all-in-one. It uses uh, the latest Broadwell. It uh, has pretty decent specs. It's eight gigs, one terabyte drive. Uh, uses the uh, I think it's I think it is an Iris Pro, or is it the sixty five hundred? Yeah, if it's got an i five fifty, then it's not the Iris Pro. The HD no, no, it's, it's yeah. just the the HD sixty five hundred. I think is that correct? Anyway. Right, I'm the one who saw it. Why it's don't I HD fifty five hundred graphics option? Yes. Good lord! It's, what day is it? How long have I been away? It's forever, apparently. Many moons. Uh, so this is a really nice little product. I mean, it's decently priced at what twelve ninety nine. The most interesting thing is the uh, the side sink. Is that what's called side sink? Man, bring up the post dog. Side sink three point <laughs> Yep. Basically, you have your Samsung base phone, mm-hmm, and do. you I don't install actually. this app, and you've got your phone either plugged in USB or uh, blue uh, Bluetooth, and you can actually control your phone through blue, your computer. Yeah. yeah. So then you can dial people. Ooh. You could run programs on the thing. You can even move your mouse cursor over... To your cell phone. To and the phone. Rummage around. It's just kind of odd. The guy's like, yeah, watch. We can use this as the other screen. And he takes the mouse and it pops up on his it's little kinda, cell phone. It's kind of cool, actually. There. Yeah, uh, and so you can do some really neat things. It's, it's, it seems pretty solid. Um, you can call from your computer. Uh, huh. Sharing images, downloading images. It's all pretty seamless. So it, it would be a nice companion if you could use... A uh, an all-in-one like this for uh, what they do. They also had the, uh, you know, it's kind of unfortunate because Dell really spoiled us by showing us that 11-inch. The Dell XPS uh, 13? Yeah. The 13-inch screen and 11-inch body. You know, yep. no basil, just slick, nice. They showed one like that. It's the uh, HTF Book 9. Book 9. 12.2-inch laptop. Weighs in at two point oh nine pounds. Yeah, so it's less than uh, than the Dell. It's pretty uh, light, but it's got very very similar specs. Uh, I, I do not believe it has a touchscreen, but they you know they the one kind of thing that I do like about this is they went back to a sixteen by ten aspect ratio monitor. So it's a twenty five sixty by sixteen hundred uh, unit, and of course that's only stinking. 13 inches wide. Yeah. I mean, it's just an amazing pixel density. I mean, I've got a 30-inch Dell out there that has that same resolution that I do video card testing on. The only problem I have with this, if the spec is correct, does this one actually have the Core M 5Y70? That's... Because that's a... That's a a Broadwell Y, not a Broadwell U part. So if that's the case, it'll be slower than the XPS 13. Okay. Um, so it's worth noting if that's the yeah, case. Yeah, and I think that they have a little bit better battery life on this, so it probably would, that would be make the sense. case. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But still, an interesting little uh, uh, laptop notebook. Did we, we get a it weight? It seems like it's... What? Did we get a weight figure on the XPS 13? It's one thing I haven't heard. Uh, yeah, it's like 2.8... For the uh, touchscreen version? I held it. It was light enough. Okay. Yeah. Everything is soured after that Lenovo thing. Sorry. Yeah, the Levy. Yeah. All right. Anything else on that one, Josh? Or 
No, I mean, uh, if, otherwise, uh, it's nice to see that monitor technology is is moving forward. Samsung's yeah. one of the guys that were trying to do FreeSync. Um, but uh, I think only one of their monitors is kind of FreeSync compatible yet. Uh, they may be changing that up. Yeah. The future, we'll see. I think they announced a couple, but I don't know if they had any for show on C- at CES yet. But yeah, there, just the one, one that AMD had. had. Yeah, the the one, AMD. yeah, but they, I think they There's announced two. three, right? Maybe, maybe it was three. three. And then a forklift went and... Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, a forklift broke some FreeSync monitors. Yeah, that was what? nice. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Union, says the Union. Uh, and let's, um, let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring in uh, our new fourth, fifth uh, host here, Alexa. Yep. Oh. How many employees does Samsung have? Hmm. I can't find the answer to the question I heard. Alexa. How do I do a return on Amazon? Sorry, I didn't understand the question I heard. <laughs> I'm beginning to I'm beginning to, I'm beginning to doubt this purchase. I'm sorry, not that we bought you. Not that we well purchased you, you're not a slave. You're a welcome part of the team. Uh just sit there and be quiet. Uh, all right, let's go on to the next story. How about uh, Sebastian loves him some cases? Yep. And how about a case where did you can build two systems in? Wait, what? It's been a while since we've seen one of those. Yo, dog, I hear you like systems. So we put systems inside of your systems. Yeah. So this is the Fantex Enthu Mini XL. Enthu. 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 <laughs> Says Cosby. Uh, yeah, oof. Uh, Super Micro ATX, they call it, which sounds dumb. Uh, Super Micro Super ATX. Super Micro ATX. Is a Super large ATX. alternative to standard Micro ATX designs. It has the advantage of supporting two complete systems inside a single case. So there it looks like. It doesn't look that uh, different in that case right there, in that in that shot. Scroll down a little bit more. And now, oh, my Lord, what is going on? Are there two PSUs? Uh, no, uh, yes, there must be. Maybe there are other ones to, behind it. Because with two boards... You got to you have. have two full ATX connectors. Yeah, and yeah. they're SFX. So there's PSUs. one micro ATX or mini ITX system right here. Uh, so the mini ITX system? board is at the top, and then the micro ATX is at the bottom. A single 670 in one system and a pair of 670s in the other. Yeah. yeah interesting. Yep. yep. Uh, it has dual removable hard drive cages, two removable drop and lock. That's a pretty sweet name. Drop and lock SSD brackets. Fully equipped with desk filters, removable top panel for easy fan insulation, compartment for fan insulation and top panel, uh, clean cable management, mod-friendly structure uses screws, not rivets, 10 yes, color. Yes, is very important for Maury and people like him. That's true. 10 like, color ambient the entire light case is put together with screws. Okay, that's actually, yeah, I don't, we don't see that ever. No. No. Okay. Um, 10 color ambient lighting controller. And then there's what the back of that looks like. So you can see the power supply behind the mini ITX, mm-hmm. right? And then you've got your micro ATX system down here. Now, I pause it. Pricing not available, et cetera, et cetera. What the hell do you need that for? The um, seven people in the world who would actually utilize such a setup would pay well, nearly anything for it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could see a couple of uses for it. Okay. Such uh, I, and one of them was brought up by a reader, which is you've got two people. One is a light gamer, one's a heavy gamer. And they don't want to have two computers because they can't quite afford it completely. And they don't want to fight over computer time. You could literally be both playing off of this bloody thing. Uh, you're already going to be investing in extension cables. So... These SFX cables tend to be very short, so you're going to be extending those. Extend the monitors. You're, you're now playing quite happily. But... The only money you saved is just to buy another case? And you have 
Uh, and extra cooling. You know, it, it's not going to save you a hell it's of a lot, but at the same money, time, yeah. if you're in a little postage stamp uh, apartment in Vancouver, yeah, that's actually going to be worth it because you yeah. keep your clothes in the dryer when you're not using it. Um, the other thing I can think of uh, is for motors, because not only can you completely disassemble the case and put it back together with the screws, it gives you a whole hell of a lot of space for a lighting board. So you can now put programmable LEDs and all sorts of insane, crazy, fun uh, lighting with a microcontroller in that second spot. Yeah. Do you guys remember in the late 90s, early 2000s, that motherboard that had the special connectors because two people could run it at the same time? Oh, who did that? It was awful, and it sold, again, like 15 boards worldwide. Yeah. Because it just was useless and didn't work. This kind of reminds me of that. I'm sorry. Everybody's I, frantically Googling no, for that I, stinking uh, motherboard. Oh, I cannot remember what it was called. Uh, and the, the problem is that we still have not seen a price on it. No, I could true. see them selling this at a high price. And you know what the best part about the whole thing is? It doesn't actually support the second system unless you buy an adapter for it. What does the adapter do? Uh, it allows you to mount the second one. So you need like special bracket or something? Uh, for the, if you want to do too many ITX, because two ITX isn't quite going to fit. I mean, I'm sure there's someone who could manage to squeeze two ITXs, but if you want the mini ITX, yeah, it's it kind of needs a little adapter to fit in there, which is kind of yeah. sad in a way. So, what was say? the name of that board? So it's a two-system case no that doesn't necessarily... Alexa, what TCPs. was the name of that board? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, well, ask I don't her. Know. She didn't know I don't uh, know. It was like DFI. Does that ring a bell? It was I, like a DFI I, was board. Was it DFI or VIA? I want to say VIA. No, no, no. I mean, it may have run on a VIA chipset, but I, I think it was either DFI or... <sighs> ECS, maybe? Could have been. Soyo? Soyo, yeah. Oh, jeez, maybe that was a motherboard company. Oh yeah, yeah. hell yes. Everything had a dragon on it. They had, they had a, they had white PCB motherboard. I think they're maybe the first I saw with like purple accents. It's pretty balling. It's probably in my closet somewhere at home. Um, (laughs) Let's uh, move on. We're going to talk about GTX 960 leaks. They're apparently occurring all over the place. Got to put more like epoxy on those cards. Yeah, they got to seal it. I mean, the 960 is clearly going to have self-contained water cooling, but that on leaks, the PCB itself, all over the place, right? The yeah. radiator, the pump, the reservoir—it's all, it's all on the built PCB in. built yes. into a two-slot design. Sweet. Those have apparently leaked, hmm. so they're returning them, and instead they're apparently building stuff that looks like this, which oh. much less exciting. Yeah, looks much uh, much normal. Jeremy, Josh, anybody want to want to comment on this? Because I will abstain. I thought you were Jeremy? Obstinate, not abstaining. <laughs> well, whichever. Josh, you got anything or? Uh, Am I going to have to call like, Sebastian? Uh, some people had talked about it and that uh, <clears throat> it was essentially a one half of a GTX 980. So it had, what, 1024 stream units, 32 ROPs, uh, what, 64 texture units. Uh, it's going to be clocked fairly aggressively. It's got a 128-bit memory bus, which isn't a horrible thing because 
NVIDIA does some nice things with compression and memory management and efficiency. Um, they didn't talk about exactly what price it would be at, but we can expect it 250 or less. Uh, two gigs of memory. Possibility of four in certain models, but we could have to wait for the TI versions to come out with that. So, uh, yeah, 960 looks to be a nice mainstream budget enthusiast type uh, video card. Never heard that, of it. Uh, what? Never? Never heard of it. I, I like North the three display port outputs. That at least they're rumoring. Uh, the way that it's laid out: three Display Port, one HDMI, and a DVI. That sort of says, "Hey, uh, maybe you're not a gamer, but maybe you like having a lot of monitors." I. It's kind of interesting in a way. On the other hand, I you just. It's like you say. It's about half a nine eighty. It's. It's not going to be that awesome to game with. Yeah. I wouldn't get two of these in SLI. Why not? Because, well, I don't know. When you rather, uh, I guess, you're only adding up to a 980 potentially. Huh. Well, no, but you want to wait for the TI models because I'm betting Nvidia's coming out with TI mm-hmm. models. Maybe never again. Maybe they never will. Oh, that I don't know. Could actually, happen, actually but it would be silly. Yeah. Um. So the, yeah, there are a lot of rumors out there about these. I mean, whatever. They're pro- it's probably all right. Who knows? I mean, I do, but it's probably all right. Like, who cares at this point? It's close enough that it doesn't really matter. Generally, rumors right? like that have been correct. Like when you start so. talking about, well, it has this many ROPs, and here's the clock speed, and here's your base, and, and here's the clock. actual it's benchmark like, results. Yeah, they start showing benchmark scores and stuff. <laughs> so, well, okay. Yeah. I guess that's what Way it is. Way to go. And, and somebody uh, linked in our chat uh, another post at videocards.com that has like... That has the 960 slides. Like, they just have the slides. Oh, the, the slides. Yeah. The whole press deck. So it's super yeah. cool. Mm. It's no longer a leak. They're, they're actually bailing the information out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scooping it out with buckets. It's a water hose. Have the info. Have the info. <laughs> Drink from the fire hose. <laughs> yeah, I will say, like, the pictures. I'll comment on these because I, I haven't seen any of this. Like, the pictures of the 960, this KFA2 looks like the 760 cooler. Yeah. Right. Which I hope it's not because I hooked up a 760 reference card here recently and it was reminded of how obnoxiously loud and kind of whiny it was. Yeah, it does look like a loud uh, it was. blower design. Uh, but then you've got like this one, which is like a custom cooler, right? Yeah. It's probably significantly quieter. Um, so those are the ones that that will probably be coming out. I don't I don't know if if that's like a reference design that they may not have any of. I don't really know. But um, uh, not in the rundown, but I will mention it here is. The LinkedIn post hinting at the Radeon R9 380X, which is um, a little bit more interesting to discuss because it seems a little bit more further out, a little bit more um, rumor-based. Yep. So apparently these are all uh, – there was an ASIC physical design engineer at AMD with more than 18 years of experience, seven to eight years of that with AMD, who posted in her uh, – uh, background section, the line backend engineer and team leader at Intel and AMD responsible for taping out state-of-the-art products like Intel Pentium processor with MMX and AMD R9-290X and 380X GPUs uh, and is later called the largest of the king of the hill line of products. Who found this? I don't know. 
I don't yeah, know. Apparently, I don't spend enough time on LinkedIn because <laughs> I didn't realize breaking news was coming out. Start looking for the bios of everybody from a company. Uh, and maybe more interesting um, is a detail find uh, found on uh, Linglin Zhang's Zhang's sorry pronunciation page that has since been removed that stated developed the world's first 300 watt two and a half D discrete GPU SOC using stacked high. Stacked die, high bandwidth memory, and silicon interposer. We can almost learn more from the LinkedIn things than we can from like the press decks. Uh, most of the time. So yeah. he, it's, he says GPU SOC, which would maybe put you towards the idea of APU, but then he says 300 watts. Yeah. And you go, well, okay, no, it's not well, an it's... APU. Josh, what would you, how would you describe a 2.5D lithography? Well, okay, 2.5D, it's... More it's not a chip that is truly 3D, and they've got uh, you know the 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 vias in between chips, or and it's not like you know I'm here I'm, I'm I've I've made a chip, I stacked another one on top of it, and we communicate through the vias. No, in fact, they 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 have that interposer. So you've got the chip, and then you've got your memory chip, and then you've got the interposer below. That connects them all together, as well as connects it to the PCB. Huh. So you've got a much more you know complex product that won't have as many issues as a true, you know, three D type transistor stack where you've got a GPU and then memory die, memory die, memory die on top of it, and everything's connected right. uh, through VIA. So, so you're so saying this they're, is both, a, they're both side by side. On the interposer? They're going to be side-by-side side on, on the interposer. Okay. So we've seen and something like that with Intel chips, right? Like, you know, there was some, you know, at some couple, point there was, like, you had, like, the CPU and the GPU, like, off to the side of it, didn't you? Yeah. Briefly? Well, like, that's what, that's what Broadwell still is today. Oh, okay. You've got a CPU die and you've got a, yeah, like... two separate uh, dies yeah, but on those, one... Those are all connected via the substrate. And right. And not an actual interposer. Okay. So an interposer is... It's... it's Etched silicon, from what I understand, so it should so be significantly got, faster. Like, it's, hopefully, it's. I mean, that's that would be the it advantage. Should, it of should it. be more efficient. Should be faster. It's got decoupling stuff in there, so so you won't have to have you know a bunch of resistors and and that on the outside. Right. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a fairly efficient, from what it looks like. Yeah, uh, high bandwidth. What um, do you what do you make of the fact that? It, if if this is true, 300 watts for a 380x yep. versus 290 watts for a 290x. So AMD would be increasing their TDPs a little bit for a GPU, whereas you look at Nvidia did with Maxwell, bringing it down significantly from Kepler. Um, in that regard, well, we've got to look also at the uh, the R9 285, which it wasn't a huge jump, but it showed that AMD could, in fact, lower the TDPs. Lower, uh, you know, increase the efficiency of these parts, and this is next generation parts, so it's going to be bigger, it'll be faster, and it it probably scale a little bit better in performance than than what we see with the uh, 290x at, at at that kind of uh, wattage. Um, the memory, I guess that uh, about one gigabyte of space comes out to be about an aspirin of size. So you can think of how many they could put around that chip on the interposer, and it gives you an idea of, of what kind of memory densities we could potentially get uh, with this kind of product. 
Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be interesting. But again, rumors from LinkedIn pages, not not confirmed. We'll say obviously not confirmed. Uh, and finally, before we get to our picks of the weeks, NZXT, known well for their cases for the most part, is entering the set-top box market with the Doco Do Doco Doku Do Do Doco 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 Roboto. Doco Remote PC streaming device. So this is a – you hook your keyboard and mouse up to it in your living room, right, uh-huh. through USB. And then yep. you attach it to an Ethernet port. Yep. Right? And then you attach an HDMI port to your TV. Okay. And it basically yep. acts as a remote extension of your PC on your local network. Yeah, so you've got to have the, uh, the software running on your main PC. Uh, it'll – Put everything to the needed resolution, probably just 1080p in this case. Mm. Uh, the bad thing is it runs at 30 frames a second. Mm. So you have to do some interesting things to, I mean, games look and run fine, but you don't expect to have a PC-like or a 60 frames per second type experience. Latency is not bad. Uh, it does use USB over IP. Which is kind of nifty. So yeah. you plug something in that front port, whether it be your keyboard, mouse, or a memory stick, and your computer is that's run way far away, that's connected via Ethernet. So far away. Yeah, is is going to recognize that, and you can you know stream media off of that and do whatever you want. It it just kind of works. Um, they showed it to us. It's still a little bit new. They're sending. They're me trying one. to get. They are. Mm-hmm. Nice. I asked today. Uh, they said they were they were going to ship one out. So it's a cool idea. Nice. Sweet. A little concerned if you're playing back like 24p content. Exactly. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. Because there are certain instances where the guy told me is like you've got to turn off one of the little things that they call it VSync, but it's not really VSync. It's just how the frames are com- composed and then sent to the TV. So when we were playing a 24 frames per second video, he had to turn off. The V-Sync that they call it, of course, I, I hate saying that because it's, it's not technically correct, uh, to make it look good. Yeah. But he said that certain games and video content, if you do not turn it off that way, the frames just kind of get really funky. And so you get all kinds of uh, strange-looking latency and stuttering, and it really just is gutter. uncomfortable. Yeah. They need yeah. G-Sync on it. Or free yeah. sync, right? Free sync <laughs> yeah. over IP. Boom, done. I just made yep. AMD a million dollars. Millions. Actually, it probably didn't. No. Uh, so, I, do we do we know what that's going to cost? Ninety nine bucks. Start shipping January twenty eighth. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, it's pretty we inexpensive. Have one in and then. I mean, it worked pretty well for for the the implementations that he saw me. I was playing uh, uh, what the uh, uh, Solid Snake. What's that latest one? Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid. Uh, yeah, I was running around in there what with the controller, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Looked nice, ran nice. All right. Well, we'll test it out. We will yeah. poke and prod as we do. So let's get into our hardware software picks of the week. Oh, gee, I wonder what yours is. Mine is this lovely lady sitting on the table with us. Alexa, is it cold outside? Right now in Florence, it's 24 degrees with cloudy skies. Tonight's forecast has cloudy skies moving in and out, and a low of 17 degrees. <laughs> she can be replaced by a weather radio. Uh, she could. She could. But could a hey, weather radio, ask- let me say, uh, Alexa, 
Add flowers for my wife to my shopping list. Flowers for my wife added to your shopping list. Okay, I can't hey, understand. Ask her what year the Hitachi Magic Wand was. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, what can I do with the dead body? Hmm, I can't find the answer to the question I heard. Alexa, where should I hide this dead body? Call the police. I am contacting the police. <laughs> oh, I was hoping to just say, ask Siri. Yeah, that would be a good one, that too. Be, that would be a good one, too. Yeah. So this is the Amazon Echo. It's $99 for Prime members, $199 for everybody else. It is, as they say, information, music, news, weather, and more instantly. Uh, controlled by your voice. Voice recognition hears you from across the room. It actually does very good at voice recognition. Oh, yeah. Even with the music playing very loudly, uh, it did very well there. And it's incredibly fast, like way faster than Google Now or Siri or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's actually, it's actually pretty impressive. Um, What's that thing you can say where it starts to like read you your flash, your like, I don't know, I forget what it was, but it like give you like an update to your weather, uh, any like local traffic, and then oh really uh, like the NPR news stories of the day. I didn't know. Alexa, what's the news of the day? Here's your flash briefing. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Tell me about NPR news from TuneIn. NPR. There you go. See, it's nice. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Shay Stevens. Oh, she changed her voice. Her balls just dropped. Officials. As NPR's Brian Naylor reports, the move follows a string Alexa, shut up. Lapses. <laughs> See, she listens. Yeah. <laughs> hey, check your privilege, okay? <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm not sure I would recommend it. I, if, if, you, if you watch the video later, my conclusion is basically like, this would be really cool if it were from Google. Yep. Because then I can say, hey, when's my next appointment? Or uh, read my last email or send a text message to Josh that you're fired. Right? Things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that you can't do hey, wait, because – I just got a text from you. <laughs> Sorry. That was my phone that did it. That was totally an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was supposed to go out after the podcast. Um, yeah. It's like it's, it's more refined than other things and like the recognition. Yeah. But it just doesn't it, have it's access. It's not integrated with – It's not access – it doesn't have access to all the stuff that yeah. I do. Yeah. Right? Like uh, if it, even if, if, if it were had to like – even if it could use like the Echo app and kind of communicate some fashion that way so it would kind of know it. But that would yeah. slow things down and uh, you know, it, Amazon just doesn't have that much information on it, right? So – Google now the cards that it auto creates for you are based on so much information that mm-hmm. it knows about you that this doesn't this doesn't really have this kind of really only knows what zip code it's in and what my name is. Alexa, what's my name? This device has only one profile, Ryan's. This guy. See. Sweet. Belongs to me. You are her only profile. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, what do you got? I got an e-reader that we can watch ourselves on. Oh no, it's the worst oh, idea. No. Uh, it's it's the uh, handy little. Oh, and the link did not post here. It's the Kobo Arc Seven HD. Uh, it costs you supposedly about one hundred and forty. I don't know anyone that's paid more than one hundred and ten dollars for it. Right. It's nineteen twenty by twelve hundred. It's running Android four point two point two. It's got a Tegra four in it. Huh. It's. Really impressive, and it also reads books. You know, it's, does it read them, or can you read them on it? Yes. Oh, nice! <laughs> you, you can get the the little voice to text thing for it. I 
can't gotcha. stand that. I'd much rather read the book. I, I'm very much enjoying it. There's a lot of fun with it. Uh, it hooks right up to the Android store with Google. The only problem I have is that uh, I turned it on at the very beginning of the podcast. I've now got 35% of the battery life left. So if you're doing anything but using it in book uh, mode, it sucks the battery down, and they obviously saved a bit of money on the battery because it takes longer to charge than it does to discharge. Yeah, it can happen. When you get that we, screen we on all, and you're streaming you video and that. it's a Tegra processor, so it's not exactly super efficient. Yeah. But you for know. 100 bucks, yeah, this is ridiculously great, and I'm sorry you guys can't buy it. it, it it's a Canadian thing. What? You're going to have to go to Amazon. Eh? It, it is a Rakuten company. Oh. Yeah, and it, it's, it's it's so much more successful than BlackBerry right now because <laughs> when they tweet, they use these things, not an iPhone. No, it's unfortunate for BlackBerry. All right, Josh, Josh. what do you got? Um, let me change my color. <laughs> uh, you know, I have this new job. He pointed me in a direction, and I went there because I like having a, a job, job and being employed. <laughs> um, but he's like, you know, you need to experiment with this uh, free NAS software. Her name's Alexa. So I, I what? <laughs> Nothing. It's free and nasty. Sorry, I. Alexa, shut up. Thank you. Nice. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it's uh, free. It's really good NAS software. It it actually does ZFS. It's based on uh, FreeBSD Zips. 8 series. They're about ready to upgrade it to the 9 release. So it's going to have even more interesting storage options. Um, have they added so a GUI for ZFS? Well, yeah, because you, you log in uh, I mean to through configure the web it. interface. Like to configure and do snapshots and stuff like that? Like is it a graphical thing? Yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I just grabbed a... Uh, what is it, uh, A85X base board from Gigabyte and, and put in a uh, Richland processor, 8 gigs of, of RAM, and uh, attached a bunch of 2 terabyte hard drives to it. And I, I was up and running within 15 minutes. Hmm. It was uh, really, really nice. I had a couple of issues with it didn't like some USB ports that I put the keyboard on as well as the uh, the flash storage to actually install the uh, TrueNAS software. Uh, but there's a lot of different options, a lot of different things you can do. The GUI is really nice. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. Uh, you like RAID, RAID Z1, RAID Z2. I think they're going to have RAID Z3 here shortly if they don't already support that. Um, so, you know, the problem with ZFS is it does take a lot of CPU resources. So you need a higher-end processor. If you're going to have this on all the time, they recommend that you have uh, ECC SDRAM installed. Hmm. Um, other than that, it's, it's the faster your processor, the more memory you have, the faster the NAS goes. So you, you combine that with like a four-port uh, four four Intel Ethernet card, Giggy. Uh, you just aggregate those ports, and you've got a pretty quick NAS that you've rolled your own, and you can do some really interesting things for. Very cool. I like the yeah. the plugins that it shows. It's got a Plex Media Server plugin. It's got a, B, uh, uh, a BitTort Sync BT Sync plugin, so you can just use it as your as your BitTort Sync. It's got yeah. something called Bacula, which I think is hilariously named. Uh, that is. <laughs> Mylar is amusing. 
Yeah. Automated comic book downloader? Hmm. It, no, no. Legitimate uses, Ken. Yes. Yeah. Crash yeah. plan. All right. Last but not least, maybe least, we'll see. Alan? So uh, if you want to install Windows 10, right? Uh, well, okay. No, every time you get a new ver- Windows version, there's some particular drivers that are just really stubborn and just refuse to work. Yep. Right. Uh, in the case of the Asus Zonar series cards, uh, Asus was just mm. really crafty in how they hard-coded that OS detection into their thing, mm-hmm. just their installer, because like the driver itself will work, but you just can't install it, right? Well, it turns out there's these other guys that have been, for a while now, putting together like a unified driver for uh, that chipset that's used. I think it's a C-Media. Huh. Um, right, Josh? Not C-Media on that? On yeah. Zonars? Yeah. It's the Oxygen HD. Yeah. 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 Um, so they basically uh, just kind of did a unified driver. It has like that special Asus control panel thing built in. If you if you're familiar with the Zonar control panel, and like it just kind of like has all those things at its disposal, and it just like makes them work on you know a different version of the OS than what uh, the Asus installer is hard coded. So to. now it has support for Windows 10. I see it there. Yeah, and it's like a newer for Windows version. Vista 7, 8, 8.1, and 10. Yeah, it's it's like a newer version of the DLLs, right? Like, so where Asus stopped updating the driver, like, these guys continued to update that package, like, the different portions of the package with newer versions of the various bits and pieces of the driver, right? Well, of course, that's how they put their rootkits in. Uh, yeah, that too. Um, but, so if you so if you want, if you have a Zonar in your system, uh, that's probably one of the few things that's not going to work with under Windows 10 if you're toying around with it. So, uh, you'll need that. Maxed tech. Yep. IT and uni Zonar drivers. Unified. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think it was university. But university. Could have been. Oh, I've been having trouble with my IT job lately. I should download a new driver. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I IT agree. service pack 2. Uh that's going to uh, that's going to wrap up this episode of the PC Perspective podcast back on our semi-regular schedule Wednesdays 10 p.m. Eastern 7 p.m. Pacific at pcper.com/podcast or pcper.com/live is where we record the shows on Wednesday nights and then again make sure you remember go to pcper.com/subscribe and fill out that form just for your name and your email sign up for that mailing list because we are going to have another stream later uh, or next week uh, on Thursday that will be prize heavy giveaway heavy and you have to be watching the live stream to win. So you'll want to be on this list for sure so that you will be notified. I'll probably send out an email the day before so you know what time it is specifically. And then I'll send out an email you know, like an hour or 90 minutes before as well. So everybody is there and is ready to win from some free stuff, learn some cool things, and uh, have fun as we do every once in a while, I guess, on the show. Thanks, everybody, um, for uh, holding down the fort during CS. Everybody did a good job. Everybody that was at home doing work and stuff. Everybody yeah. was there doing work and stuff. Uh, we had our best CES ever in terms of traffic and news posts and videos and all that. Everything was 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 running great. Uh, no server downtime during any of that. While you're issues. away, which usually sucks. Right, yep. Yeah. That's a big plus. So everything everything went really well. Um, but that's it for this week, guys. We will uh, we'll see you in about seven days or so. Bye. Bye.